0: You're listening to the Astro Backyard Podcast. Capture the night sky. Hello everybody and welcome to the Astro Backyard Podcast. My name is Trevor Jones from AstroBackyard.com.
1: And I'm Steve Malia from OntarioTelescope.com.
0: So today we thought we would talk a little bit about um, astrophotography workflow. So... That means everything from the time you're capturing your photos to looking at your files, reviewing them, stacking them, to the image processing. Now, I've been doing this for quite a few years now, and my workflow has evolved, but uh, the core stages have remained the same.
1: Yeah, I haven't, uh, I haven't got nearly the amount of experience that you do, and um, I'm learning. I can, I can take pictures.
0: Well, you <laughs> can get the yeah. data. Um, You've been all the way through it before. I know that. Uh, I remember seeing your dumbbell nebula, and I know that didn't happen without uh, making all the rounds.
1: Yeah, it it was a, a labor of of love, painstakingly.
0: <laughs> a painstaking love. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but but yeah, it, uh, uh, I got I got it finally. <laughs> yeah.
0: <You got, laughs> now you just got to fine tune it. Yeah. And that's that will always it will always be. Um, a lot finer as time goes on, as you learn new things. That's half the fun. Sure. So I guess stage one is uh, the capturing process, and uh, that's probably my. Even though every stage is fun, that's probably my favorite because that's outside with the telescope. Yep. But uh, so the software I like to use for that is uh Astrophotography Tool. Uh, I know many of you know and love that Steve included.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, it's cool. an. It's just an excellent tool. It's affordable. the uh, The creator is such a nice guy. The support is amazing.
1: Yeah, you can. And it's, it's I, a I, I, I've talked to him on Facebook and sent him a message, even a private message, and he gets back to you right away. And you can't you can't beat that for for support. That's and, right. Uh, they just released a new version too, um, last night, and uh, three point three seven, which is beta right now, and I think three point four will be the final. Right. Um, And uh, we've been talking about this a lot. And uh, now we've got Nikon support too. So for all you Nikon DSLR users, um, there's a very affordable, very powerful solution available for you. Um, After exchange, it costs around $30, just under $30 to have all that functionality and integration with other third-party equipment. Um, You mentioned, we were talking before, the the Battenoff aid for focusing. Yep. Um, I,
0: yeah, I believe APT is the only uh, the only tool that has that feature. Uh, no, you
1: know, SharpCap has
0: it too. Does it?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, SharpCap has it. Um, and it's, it, I like their interface; it's pretty good. Um, but even like having little well, Nikon support, Canon support, CCD support, um, uh, Ascom support, uh, focuser, yep. rotator. Um, uh, I'm missing something, and somebody's probably yelling in their car while they're listening to us uh, right now. Um, that uses it, but it it's got all these really awesome features for thirty dollars Canadian. How do you go wrong?
0: Yeah, it's crazy. So,
1: but uh, anyway, so I didn't mean to cut you off.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I I understand your passion for astrophotography tool. I love it too, and uh, it's amazing that it's it's constantly being updated too. Yeah. So you really can't go wrong for for that for the long run. No but uh, back to the workflow. So uh, we'll leave the full talk about uh, capturing for an entire episode. But uh, so once you've got that done, it's a matter of reviewing and organizing the files you've taken. So for me, I'm using the uh, Altair HyperCam 183C, which happens to be um, a one-shot color CMOS uh, CCD-style camera. Uh, in the way that it's uh, in the way that it's set up, and the settings and the gain control, um, but the files it produces are FITS files. Um, so the way I preview those is actually in my stacking software, which is Deep Sky Stacker, which is free. Um, I still use and, and love Deep Sky Stacker. So I actually preview those FITS files. Uh, like this is where I look for the star trailing or uh, aer- airplanes or satellites going by, and I just remove my bad bad frames. Say I take 50, there might be four or five bad ones I've got to pull out of there. And uh, I, I use Deep Sky Stacker for the stage, just simply because it has that debayered preview of those FITS files. And there's not a whole lot of uh, programs that will preview a FITS file.
1: No, that's always been a problem I've found. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. That's, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I agree with you. I've had that problem too. Where I wanted to look at a FITS file, and there's some utilities out there, but they're either clunky or they're old and not supported very well in, in a modern yeah, version see- of Windows or
0: there seems to be some uh, some really old ones out there I tried that didn't work very well. And this is coming from uh, a guy that's used to shooting with a DSLR, looking at those raw files, not only seeing them on the back of the camera, but also looking at them in Adobe Bridge and and checking them all out that way, really zooming in and looking at them. So it's kind of a, an adjustment when uh, when you switch over to FITS files. Uh, regardless, so once you've, you've previewed all your, your light frames, you've got all your good ones in there, um, you can also... Uh, load up your your darks and your flats and your bias files if necessary. So uh, when you've got all your 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 light frames and your support files loaded into uh, DSS, uh, you want to run through the stacking process. And uh, I recently made a post um, about the settings I use with the 183C when stacking in Deep Sky Stacker. So that may be. Uh, useful to you. Uh, you can find that on my website astrobackyard.com and then um, after that DSS will spit out a 32-bit uh, TIFF file full-color debayered um, image file that you'll then bring into Adobe Photoshop to process and uh, that's where the, uh, the fun begins as you see uh, the efforts uh, pay off uh, hopefully with a really smooth detailed image uh, depending on how many uh, frames you've stacked into there.
1: So so Trevor, what when DSS stacks up all the images to, um, and uh, you get that you know you get that preview at the end and yep. the histogram and you can play with the individual RGB sliders, right? Do, do you recommend doing yep. anything there at all? Like does that have any effect or is that just to visually see what it looks I like? I
0: personally I do not recommend making any adjustments in DSS. Okay. DSS I use for one for one thing, and it's it's registering and stacking only. I don't do any processing in there. Uh, I know a lot of guys will do some uh, color balancing in there, but uh, when you can do that all in a much more sophisticated program like Photoshop, I would leave that to uh, for Photoshop rather than doing anything in DSS.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned Photoshop. There was uh, one of the very first videos I ever watched of yours um, was. Uh, uh, a video you did on processing the rosette, that yep. um, and that I think answered so many of my questions. And uh, there's a lot of uh, add-ons I think you needed to put into Photoshop as well. Um, uh, some he, of the, the uh, oh, what, what's it called? Um, the actions. Actions. The actions. Yes. Um, and I think you've got all the links for, on your website as well. For- I do.
0: So there's there's a page on my site called Resources, and that's where you'll find uh, all the actions I use in Photoshop. And um, I've downloaded quite a few over the years. And, and basically, what they do is just kind of streamline the process. So say something like uh, reducing the star size in your image is normally uh, a 20 minute process of using the different um, pulling down different menus and making different adjustments in Photoshop. You can just run an action. Uh, that does all of those steps in one click. So my favorite action set is from a company called Pro Digital Software, and it's called the Astronomy Tools action set. Uh, I basically can't live without without that one. And uh, I've talked to the owner; he's a really nice guy, and he's actually released a few more tools since then. And uh, I'll be covering those uh, in the near future.
1: Well, what do what those actions cost? I up, yeah.
0: Those action, I believe it's fifty dollars. Actually, it might be uh, 30, thirty around thirty to fifty, and it's U.S. And it might seem like a lot paying for something that's not tangible, but I mean, I use it daily, and it's probably one of the the most uh, utilized purchases I've ever made in in all of my astrophotography. So. Well, that's good.
1: Good. They're, well, yeah, I've seen I've seen what they've done, and um, you're eliminating possibly hundreds of. Mouse clicks just by selecting an action, aren't you?
0: That's right. Yeah. yeah, it just saves you time and makes it just a more a pleasure, uh, more enjoyable experience.
1: Cool. So once that's all done, I guess, uh, and you're happy with your image, you take it and you throw it up on uh, Astrobin or your own website or Facebook and share it with the world. And
0: yeah, you post it in every uh, astrophotography Facebook group. Yeah, there is.
1: And ours. And ours. Uh, Facebook, ours. Facebook.com slash Astro Backyard podcast because we want to see what everybody is doing um, and uh, get feedback as well from everyone um, uh, on the podcast and and uh, uh, see the, the fruits of your labors.
0: That's right, well. actually well while i remember not only is it uh, will it show your support of this this podcast by following that page but i'll post the links to the stuff that we're talking about on the astro backyard podcast facebook page so that will be the ongoing reference point for for everything that we talk about how's that for an idea steve
1: i think it's a great idea <laughs> okay um, <laughs> That's a way of kind of forcing traffic to us and getting likes the cheap way.
0: I was thinking it makes things easier for the listeners, but you know, you want to look at it that way. You're a businessman. I get it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Did I say that out loud? Um, Yeah. We're live. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, we're recording this. Um, Yeah. No. That. that, That's. uh, That's actually best spot I think for for it for people to have a central location. Uh, there's your website, there's my website, there's stuff on information all over the place. And, um, uh, if we can, we can bring that together for people, I think it'd be, it'd be great. Yep. Um, so I think, uh, I think, you know, you, you, we talked about capturing data. You know what we need to talk about one day, Trevor, what? on a future one, I think we should cover off the different types of frames. So that's where I get lost as well. Um, yep. well, subs... Light frames; those are the easy ones. Darks are easy too, uh, but the other calibration frames, um, I lots think it's and bias, like, lots yep. of bias and bias, that's what a lot
0: problem. of questions about those. We'll definitely cover that.
1: Yeah. Okay. So that sounds like a plan. Well, I hope everyone has a, has a clear night in their future. Because <laughs> we after after what two and a half weeks of awesome weather, now we have clouds, and I'm kind of sad.
0: It is sad, but uh, we can't complain. We had it pretty good for a long time.
1: That's true. That's true. All right. Well, everyone, clear skies, and uh, we will talk to you soon.
0: Yep. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and uh, clear skies.